Adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonzak, and welcome to episode 51 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with the indie authors that you should be reading. It is Thursday. Let me check the calendar. December 19th, 2019. Oh my gosh, it's almost the end of the year. And uh, I want to know what you're reading because I uh, have read just about everything on my Kindle. And I've read most of the paperbacks on the side of my uh, bed on the nightstand, and I need some new stuff. So if you have a recommendation for me, or if you're an author and you've written a really great book, let me know. Drop down to the show notes and you will see a link on the podcast that says comment here and comment there. And if you're on YouTube, you know what to do. So today on the show, I have got Kayla Don Thomas. She's a romance author. I'm very excited to be chatting with her. She was on just a few weeks ago when we did a, um, a, uh, uh, a writing prompt show. Let me grab one of the books. Hang on. Okay, I'm back. So today's show is brought to you by Rolla Prompt Writing Journals, which my co-author Lisa Mahoney and I wrote. And <clears throat> excuse me, there are six out. Uh, mystery, sci-fi, horror, romance, fantasy. I'm forgetting something. And a genre mas- mashup. Okay. So uh, what we did was we had several authors a few weeks ago on, and we all wrote from the same prompt. And well, they did anyway. Lisa and I just talked about the books. But the next time we do it, which will be sometime in January, uh, if you like that, uh, we, maybe Lisa or I, one of us, will join the writers and uh, <clears throat> write as uh, as they do. And next week, if you're interested, I have a Christmas short story that I wrote that I'm going to read. And I wrote that. I went down and visited a prompt group in uh, just south of me, not too far away. And uh, I think I talked about this last week. And we all wrote uh, based off the same prompt, and we had a blast. It was so much fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And with our books, it's very exciting because you roll dice to get your writing prompts. You always get something different. So anyway, Kayla Dawn wrote a uh, romance short on that show a couple weeks ago. And uh, I'd been wanting to have her on for a while. So I was really excited that she had time. And we're going to chat about romance books. So I'll see you after. I want to welcome back Kayla. She was on a couple of weeks ago when we did our, our uh, prompt show, which was a lot of fun. And um, she's back again to chat about her own work. So welcome, Kayla. Thanks for having me back. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to chat with you. So I'm going to read her bio just in case you weren't listening two weeks ago, even though you should have been. <laughs> Kayla Don Thomas grew up on an Idaho cattle ranch, but now calls the wheat fields of the Washington Palouse home with her husband, daughter, and two dogs. Kayla writes romance, chiclet, and now romantic suspense. Ooh, new stuff. Her rural roots inspire her writing, and she enjoys giving the world a little taste of life most folks have never experienced. A rabid reader, when Kayla isn't writing, ushering dogs in and out of the house, or taking care of the humans in her family, you can find her in a comfy spot with a book. So welcome, Kayla. Thanks for having me. Okay, and you are going to read... Uh, to get us started out, okay. just give everybody an idea about your work. You're going to read, what are you going to read from? I am going to read from one of my Jenna Ray novellas. They, um, there's a set of five, and this one's actually number three. Um, it's called Snogged. 
um, there, Jenna is a, um, a single late twenties woman who has just had it with men cheating on women. And so she has started a business of, um, capturing wayward husbands and ridding the world of wandering penis syndrome. So <laughs> she, um, <clears throat> so she has her business doing this, but of course it affects her having a normal love life too, because you know, she doesn't trust anyone. So this is the third book in the um, series. And the reason I chose to read out of it is because we're in the holiday season and Snogged is um, set around Christmas time. So this excerpt is from a holiday party. Okay. The house buzzed with energy and alcohol. Around 9.30, a loud ho, ho, ho came from the foyer, followed by the slamming of the front door. Silence followed until a man in a Santa suit entered the living room where most of us had settled. Cheers erupted at the sight of him. This was a new addition to the party lineup. Has everybody been good this year? Santa shouted over the crowd. A chorus of catcalls and whoops filled the room, and Santa threw his head back and laughed, jiggling his padded belly. Mac pressed a mug of eggnog into Santa's hands, and with that, jolly old Saint Nick became part of the party. The red suit mingled its way through the living room, somehow keeping its back to me. The voice seemed familiar, but I'd, had, but I'd just had enough champagne to doubt myself. No doubt, or excuse me, no matter how I moved, I couldn't get a look at the eyes above the beard. Finally, I made my way over to, Ken to Kennedy. Who's Santa? Oh, it's one of the guys from, new guys from Mac's office. He's a total clown, she replied with a dismissive flick of her wrist. Then she clapped her hands to get everyone's attention. It's time for the white elephant gift exchange. Another round of cheers went up and everyone refreshed their drinks before heading to the corner where a giant Christmas tree covered in delicate designer ornaments held court. Hey Santa, why don't you pass out the gifts, Max said. My pleasure, ho, ho, ho. Santa's voice had a mock depth to it. Sandwiched between my mother and sister on the floor, I wiggled around trying to get a good look at his face, but he turned around and presented me with a red polyester clad ass. Stretched taut, the pants revealed well-shaped, firm buns. This Santa was no fatty. Mmm, Santa's been working out, Nora murmured in my ear. The sound of her voice pissed me off. We'd never been the type of sisters to giggle and share secrets and ogle boys together. I was happy her life was on the upswing, but was struggling with it colliding into the one I'd built. It should have been Kennedy whispering in my ear. A small box plopped into my lap, wrapped in red paper with elves frolicking on it. I tore my attention away from my sister to watch as gifts were unwrapped and the thievery began. The Dean White Elephant Gift Exchange had a long tradition of randomness. There were usually a couple of really nice items, lots of cheesy things, and the occasional suggestive oddball. I was pleased when Nora unwrapped an ugly teddy bear candle, candle holder. That'll look great in your new living room, I said loud enough for the whole group to hear bringing a roll of laughter. Nora flashed a fake smile and cradled the ceramic bears in her hands. Hey, Mom, you know you want it. Like hell I do, unless Jenna opens something amazing, I'm going for that bottle of Jameson. That guy doesn't look old enough to appreciate it. One of Mac's baby face texts flushed and pretended to hide the whiskey under his shirt. All right, Jenna, you're up, Kennedy called from the couch where she'd stretched her legs across Mac's lap. 
Feeling adventurous, I decided to go for the pack with the package on my lap. Dropping the paper to the side, I revealed a glossy black box with a model wearing dark purple edible panties on the front. Great flavored. Laughter bubbled up from deep within me, the silent kind that just makes you shake. Really? Two years in a row I get the naughty gift? What did you get? Someone hollered from across the room. Hold it up so everyone can see. Before I could react, Nora squealed and snatched the box, holding it triumphantly over her head. Who's hungry? Ooh, mom said in my ear. I had a pair of those recently. Strawberry. Tasted like a stale fruit roll-up. I snorted as a fresh wave of laughter tore through me. This was just surreal. Then I peed a little. I st startled, I yipped and jumped to my feet, making a mad dash for the bathroom. The living room buzzed with laughter and dirty jokes in my wake, but I didn't care. I was about to completely wet myself. Someone caught my arm as I passed through the doorway, leading from the living room to the hallway. Startled, I whirled around and found myself nose to nose with Santa. A pair of familiar electric blue eyes pierced me with an intense stare from above the white beard. My heart jumped into my throat and I couldn't swallow it. And that's it. We don't get and that's more. It. <laughs> you have to read it to oh, get more. That is a great place to leave out because I was just settling in going, okay, what's going to happen next? <laughs> yeah. So that is, you can find it in my collection. All those stories are together into one collection, one through five, and it's on Amazon and all. Yeah, places. that one is called, um, what's that one called? It's called, the one that I just read from is Snogged. Oh, but it's called The Collection. But it's yeah, in it's a, a book called it's a The white, Collection. White cover with uh, a pair of legs uh, and, uh, and red high heels. So yep. yeah, oh, wonderful. Well, I will have a link in the show notes to that so everybody Great. can find out who Santa is. I have a feeling she knows him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So in your bio, I saw that you, are, you also are going to be writing romantic suspense. Yeah. So that's a kind of an interesting thing. I started writing romantic suspense a couple years ago when they had the um, Kindle Worlds program. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. I remember but that. I was yeah. um, a part of Toby Neal's Lay Crime Kindle World. Uh -huh. And so I had three books in that, but then they closed down that program. So what but, happened to the books? Well, Toby is very generous. A lot of people's books just went away from other worlds, but she gave us the rights back to our books. Oh, so we were able, um, granted permission to write out the elements that connected them to her world and create our own. So right now my romantic suspense is it's on hold. It's sitting here in a file, but I'm in the process of revamping it. So it's not related to, to Toby's world anymore. And, and it'll be coming back out again soon. Oh, that's fantastic. Will it be a three book series then? I think so. You know, I, they encouraged novellas. And my first book was a full-on novel. I was like, I am not going to play by the rules because I never do. And I wrote a full novel. But then I needed to get a couple more out quick, and I've turned them into novellas. And I would like to get them into a full state, uh, a full-size novel. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Well, you know, there's, I have shorts that, that, that do great. And I know I have <laughs> friends that, that have um, things in the under one hour categories that sell really well. 
Well, that's good to know. So maybe I might not have to expand them as much as I think, but yeah, they need a little bit of work before they come back out, but um, yeah, there are know. series set in Hawaii and it's, it's fun. Uh, nice, 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 nice. So, oh, Hawaii. have you been to Hawaii? I, I went on my honeymoon that was over 21 years ago. And so I, I put it on the island of Kauai because that was my favorite and incorporated um, a cattle ranch, guest ranch situation because I'm familiar with that kind of, of situation. So I took, took what I knew and put it on Hawaii and added some, you know, romance and violence and as you do. <laughs> Oh, nice, nice. A little bit of everything, huh? A little bit of everything. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. So last week we did, um, oh, two weeks ago, we did the writing prompts. Have you done anything more? You came up with, we really like what you came up with. Have you come up with anything more with that or, or set it aside to work on later? Uh, I've definitely set it aside to work on later because um, I am working on finishing up the last book in my Seasons of Love series. Um, it should be coming out this spring, hopefully. It's been one of those books that just has been a pain to write. So my editor called for some extensive revisions, so I decided I better put my focus on that and, and get that out as soon as I can because people are waiting. I know, same thing here. I mean, I've got book two in my series. That <laughs> yes, is, um, I'm waiting. <laughs> I, I think, I fingers crossed, I think I'll be sending it off to my editor within this week, within, within next week. So um, awesome. I'm, seeing, I'm seeing her Friday. Originally was gonna be seeing her Tuesday and I, I thought, I think I can bring it with me, but now I'm seeing her Friday. So I don't wanna bring it partial and she doesn't want a partial. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's getting there. We were sick for so long mm. and, uh, and I just couldn't get anything done. And, and, and you know, like you said, sometimes a book just doesn't wanna be written. <laughs> oh. Ah, yes. Ah. Yes. And isn't that frustrating? Because there's some that will just pour out of you and it just comes so easy. Yeah. And yeah. Now, do you find that you get like, I had someone tell me, you write the best first sentences. Now, of course, I had a hell of a time trying to write the first sentence on book two because I just kept hearing him say that. Do you get, do you get things like that where fans will say things to you and then you find yourself doubting yourself? Well, I do doubt myself all the time. I don't know if it necessarily comes from expectations from fans. Um, I never want to disappoint them. You know, you always want to give them something even better. I look back at, you know, my early writing and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to go back and rewrite everything because I'm so much better now five years later. But of course we can't do that or we'd never get anything new out. No, no, we never but, finish anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, so definitely have doubt, but I don't know if it comes from, you know, a specific comment like that. Yeah, no, since you can't go back and rewrite because we don't want to do that, if you could go back and give yourself advice for those first couple books, would there be something that you would tell your, your that, that writer first starting out? Yeah, um, I've been kind of thinking about this question, the what I would tell my younger writer self. Um, for one, I wish I had started writing books sooner. And so I, you know, I was a writer from a kid, but then I went to college and college professors can be very detrimental to a person's confidence and um, creativity because 
when you're, you know, between 18 and 23, you think they, they just know so much. And so I let my creative writing professors kind of kill my voice. They, um, they didn't seem to, I was, I'm a happy person. I was a happy go lucky college student. I was newly married and, um, in love. And, and, and I had a, my first creative writing teacher was bitter and hated her mother-in-law and loved baseball and weird books that she had us read. And she did not like my stuff. And so it was really hard to feel like my voice was valid at that time. But you know, I'm 40 now and it's like, yeah, your voice is valid. She had issues. You can, I can see that she did. now. Yep, she and did. Just, yeah. I wish I could tell myself that it, it definitely I was worth listening to. And, and just because I wasn't her cup of tea didn't mean I wasn't somebody else's. Oh, that's a, that's a really good piece of advice. And if you're listening and you are a writer, don't let anybody tell you that your art isn't as good as someone else's art. And I recently, you know, not too long ago, there was set a couple of filmmakers in the news talking about how their art was true art and other art wasn't true art. And that's just, that's bullshit. It and is. that's um, totally. it's patronizing bullshit. And I, I, that particular person, I don't like their work anyway. It's not my cup of tea, but I would never tell anybody <laughs> right. that their movies are boring and don't watch them because it could be, could be, it could be somebody else's cup of tea. And so if you're writing in your, if you're in a creative writing class, listen to the advice you're given, but you don't have to take it all. Only yeah. take what feels true to you, to your story and your situation and ignore um, what you, what you want to ignore and from, for, uh, for how to sex your snake, there was one line that my editor wanted me to change. And I would not change that one line. Everything else. I always say yes to everything she tells yeah. me. Yes, yes, yes. But that one line, I'm like, Nope, that one line, I'm not changing it. And I did a reading somewhere and I got so many laughs off that one line <laughs> and I, and I knew it was a good line. And, yeah. um, but grammatically it wasn't perfect, but I knew, I knew it's like, Nope. I said, Lisa, I will listen to you on everything always, but this one line, Nope. So yeah, yes. you know, follow, follow what you feel is your, your voice and don't let anybody change your voice because like Kayla said, there is always someone out there who will get excited and want to read what you are writing. Okay. So let's get back to you. So you're writing and you've been, I think 2015 was the earliest I saw on your copyright dates. Did you have something before uh, that? That sounds about right. Or it might've been 2014. I hit my very first book. I think I published in April of 2014. That would make it five years ago in the spring. Five years now. So, so. Uh, do, does your, now I don't, I don't share my books with my family because they're not my target audience. Do you, does anyone in your family or is anyone in your family, your target audience that read your books or wants to read them? Um, I, in my immediate family, I have my husband and then I have my 13 year old daughter and she started reading my seasons of love, um, books a year ago, two years ago. I can't remember if I, I let her start in seventh or, or sixth grade, but, um, and she really likes them. I'm not targeting teenagers because they are adult love stories, but they're not super graphic. Um, and she loves them and she's going crazy waiting for the last book. And one of my sisters, I have a sister who's in her mid thirties, who probably would be more of a 
of a target market thing, but I've, I've found an interesting, you know, I, I do hit people, you know, my age and younger, I would say, and a little bit older, but I've been surprised how many older men enjoy my books. It's been interesting. Like yes. early 60s and, and they are family, but they weren't family that were readers that I knew of. And I was, I have just been tickled beyond belief. You know, I've talked to other romance authors too, and men in their 60s is a common surprise. Like, oh my God, men in their 60s. But I, I think that's great that men in their 60s are reading romance books. Yeah. So they're writing them too. Yeah. And I've been hearing it. And, you, and something I wonder about too, is if actually there's more men in all ages reading it, but in their 60s, they have the confidence to be open about it. Yeah, yeah, they don't care what anybody thinks. You know, I would not be surprised. Mm -hmm. I, I'm surprised. Well, I, I, I don't know. I shouldn't be surprised that I have male readers when it's a, a female character, but um, it could be the titles <laughs> that, yeah, get the male, yeah. that bring the male readers in. The title, um, the, the current one that's out is How to Sex Your Snake. The prequel was How to Bungle Your Jungle, and the next one coming out, hopefully in January, is How to Square Your Grouper. I and, cannot um, wait. I, I've read the first two, and I just adore them. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And I do not have a title. Well, I think the, the third one will be How to Boost Your Rocket. Uh, <laughs> the, um, the, it takes place, part of, uh, takes place at Cape Canaveral, which I, I wondered if up. that's what you were going to do, because they were kind of down in that area. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're we're not far. We watched the um the launches when mm. they when Elon Musk shot the uh the car with the driver into space. We watched the yes. heavy rocket go off, and it was so. Can't remember if it was night or day, but it was so bright. It was just crazy how well I'm about 80, 81 miles as the crow flies from the launch pad, and it was just amazing to watch. And I went with um, my friend Laura and her husband Pete. Hey guys, he is an astrophysicist, so he's interesting to talk to. And oh, I bet. <laughs> she, yeah, and she drew the map inside the first book, and she'll be back drawing the map inside the next book. So we went to um, Cape Canaveral and we watched the launch um, in early November, and that was so cool. And the, it uh, went up, and then they had the um, the boosters came back down and they did a controlled landing on the platform, which we couldn't see, unfortunately, because it was like mm. 450 miles out to sea or something ridiculous. Oh, like that. I remember we've watched some of those things online. Like we watched the car and I think that one you yeah. just talked about, because I remember my husband and I going, whoa, that's crazy that they just set those rockets right down right it's where crazy. they wanted them to. I forget how heavy they are, but they were pretty heavy. And they take the boosters and they there's a controlled landing and that's just crazy. It's crazy how far we've come in the last even 10 years yeah. between SpaceX and Jeff Bezos's company. I forget. Blue. I don't remember. Oh, I don't we, know. <laughs> we did a We did a, a half marathon on Cape Canaveral and we got to run down the runway that they would land the space shuttles on. And that was the coolest thing to stand oh. there. And I had to put my hands on the ground to feel it, to feel the, the what do you call it? Asphalt under my fingers mm -hmm. and think, oh my God, so much history in this yeah. place. And everything you ran past was um, old rockets and areas where, where, you know, John Glenn was and, and all those people from the beginning. And we went past Bevos's 
Bezos, Be what is his name? Bezos, whatever Bezos? his name is. Yeah, Bezos the Amazon guy. guy. Right? Or Amazon yeah, guy. The Amazon guy, yeah. We went, past, guy. we went past where his um, company, where the, you know, this is the little, uh, you have to go down the little road to get to where his um, rocket launches are. And I can't remember what the hell it was called. I want to say there was like a butterfly or something. <laughs> and maybe the word blue. <laughs> People anyway, can Google it. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to Google it later. But it was absolutely fascinating. So, so yeah, so that's the next thing is, um, is a romance books set in space. I have been hearing people are writing those. I have not read any personally, but I know they're out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been hearing a lot about um, uh, sci-fi related, but they are romance, heavy romance, but with the sci-fi element thrown in, which I think is really interesting. Um, so that, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So you've got this next one coming out in spring, April? Hopefully. We could say April and give it a shot. <laughs> April. We'll go for April. We're hoping for April. I was hoping it was going to be out last spring, but like I said, I had such trouble with it. And then I was like, well, by the end of the year, and then when my editor was like, this needs major revision. And my, yeah. you know, daughter, 13 and has infinite wisdom, says, Mom, it's okay. You're going to release it in spring 2020 and no one will know that it's late. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, That's true. Yeah. Unless you're like me, you've been talking about it and going, oh yeah, it's coming out. Oh, for like a year and a half, I've been saying it's coming out any day now. Uh, yeah, that was me. And I'm learning that maybe, you know, they say to talk up your stuff. <laughs> before it comes out but it puts this undue pressure on us I think sometimes and and I think it detracts from the work I think it does too and do you think that that knowing that it's supposed to be out does that affect when you sit down at the keyboard to write definitely it it almost can shut me down because it's like you've already failed at getting this to people why isn't this coming together you know this is the first book that I've really struggled with as far as getting it all put together because it's such an important book to the series of bringing everyone back together <clears throat> I learned a lesson with this book that um huh, never stretch one relationship through an entire series just Finish it off in the first one, and then if you're going to write a series, have the same people around, but make a new love connection. And you know, don't drag these two through four, four, four books. It's just, oh, yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, I had <laughs> Linda, yeah, I had Linda. Oh, I'm going to say Linda's name wrong. I'm sorry, Linda Poitavin, on a few weeks ago, and she writes um uh, Ever After series. I think that's the name of it. The first characters and the characters in the first book, there's um, minor characters in that book, and they become the stars of the next book. And then the minor characters in that one become the star of the next book. That's and I the thought, way to do it. That's the way to do it if you're going to write uh, something where the main character isn't the star of every single book. Uh, and this way, there's a connection with all the books, and you kind of know the characters, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, great, it's time for them to shine, and it's time for that person to be, you know, at the front of the at the front of the uh at the story and yeah i think that's that's probably the way to do it yeah you're right though so what's your plan for 2020 well get second chance spring out because i'm getting second chance to uh get this out in spring and i am actually 
I've been looking at my Jenna's again, and I'm kind of giving her a facelift. They were written pretty early. I know we were just talking about how you can't go back and rewrite things, but they're so short that um, they range from like 11,000 to maybe 20,000 words. So they're pretty compact. Oh yeah. Um, you could just take a week for each one and probably spice yeah. them right back up. Yeah. Spice them back up, smooth them out. And then, um, cause I realized I wanted to write a sixth book in the series and, or a sixth novella, cause I'm going to keep them kind of short and snappy. But, um, my writing now compared to what it was when I wrote the, um, narrow miss, the first book in the series doesn't match and it would look weird. People would be like, this is like two different things going on. So I need to update, you know, and just make it a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe do new covers, do new covers mm -hmm. and do a new launch for the whole series itself. That's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. So when you do that, you have to make sure you come back on. I'm sure you'll be on before then, but come back on again. <laughs> and, um, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about the books and the launch. Cause I want to do another, um, prompt session. Uh, sometime in January. So I'll have you come back on and, and, um, and uh, I don't know if Terry will want to, Terry hates writing prompts. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Terry. And I really enjoyed her story. Oh, well, thank you. I, I just yeah. pulled it out of my butt. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody's stories were so good. I liked yours. I liked uh, Chris's. I liked Terry's. I, I really, I, you know, I was just really impressed because I'm terrible at writing prompts. And the, the whole point of the book was to try to help Lisa and I get off our butts and get some writing done, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I actually wrote, um, I took the books down to a uh, writer's group and um, we did a, they're like, oh my God, now I have to actually do a prompt while I'm here. <laughs> so we did a Christmas themed prompt and um, we worked from the uh, uh, the genre, no, science fiction. Mm. I had all the books and they picked the science fiction one. So we're doing the science fiction one and I picked Taxidermist, Parasite, and Dry Lake Bed. And I, I, we were going to keep it to 250 words because I was going to a Christmas party for another writing group that night. Mm. And we were supposed to read something no longer than 250 words and it had to be Christmas themed. So I get about halfway through and all of a sudden I had an idea and I'm like, oh, so I got, I just wrote kind of, this is the gist of what's going to happen for the second paragraph. But the first half I wrote and, um, excuse me. And then I got home and I spent about 30 minutes fixing it. Mm -hmm. And then I took it to the reading that night. And so I'm going to read it in, um, I might read it today. I don't know. Um, but I, it turned out really good. I was really pleased with it. And, cool. uh, it, uh, it was more horror than science fiction. <laughs> Not a lot you can do in 250 words, but I had a blast and I, I haven't done that many with other people. Usually we yeah. just do them, you know, ourselves or by ourselves or something. But as a group, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah. So, you know, I told Lisa, well, maybe next time when we do this in January, one of us can um, narrate and the other one can write. There you go. So instead of both of us chatting, maybe she can chat or I can chat. Depends on who feels like they want to write. Um, but yeah, we'll do this again in January. And um, maybe work from something other than romance. Um, did I show you? Oh, I got the books in the mail. So this is the one that oh, um, cute. I did send you this, right? Uh, you sent it to me digitally. Okay, great. Great. Yeah, yeah the digital one. Yeah. That so, looks turned out really good. They did turn out good. I was really happy with the way the covers all turned out. 
Um, when we worked two weeks ago, we worked from this one. Okay, genre yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was. It was. Um, I think we did genre mashup. I think we did too. I think that, that sounds familiar. We and, and I gotta say, it sparked some creativity in me because I'd been kind of bogged down in what I'd been working on so much that it was fun to let my brain spin out on something else. You know, I think that's really important. I was listening to a podcast today. I gotta look up what it was called. Um, it is called, hang on, I was listening to it in the car and unfortunately I fell asleep, not because it was bad, but because I was really tired. We got up really <laughs> early and went up to, to um, Star Wars land to do Rise of the Resistance, which I've got, I'll have pictures and I'll talk about that in two weeks. Okay. Um, okay, this one was is called Writers Inc. And um, J.D. Barker and um, Jay Thorne do it together. And I think J.D. Barker wrote the new Dracula book with oh. the guy's son, Bram Stoker's grandson. Oh, really? I think he's the one that did that. Yeah, he, he wrote something not too long ago with James Patterson. Um, you know, he's had Stephen King and uh, do forwards on his books. And um, he's, he's supposed to be a really good author. I have not read anything by him yet, but he was really interesting. And where was I going with this? We were talking about writing prompts. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was talking about how he, right now, he's writing two different books at once. Mm. In the morning, he write, he does like 1,000, 1,500 words on one book. Then he has lunch. Then in the afternoon, he writes 1,000 to 1,500 words on another book. And I know Neil Gaiman does the same thing. He writes multiple books at once. And I was doing that for a while. Then I stopped. And I think I need to get back to that again because I think yeah. it helps. It helps my mind stay a little fresher, I think. I think there's something to that because after that um, writing prompt with you, I had an idea for another spin-off book from my Seasons of Love. I mean, it, it won't be part of the original canon, but it'll take some characters off somewhere else. And I sat down with a notebook and I started scribbling out stuff for that too that's sitting out there. I don't know when it will be done, but... Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> So I can see that. And actually my husband has been telling me for a year, when you are sick of second chance spring, go work on something else, pull out Jenna, go do something else. You're making yourself crazy. And I think you would be much more productive. And I think he's been right, even though I have resisted him. <laughs> they don't know best. <laughs> I don't know. I always worry that I'll confuse characters and make mistakes, but I keep good enough notes and character dossiers and things that yeah. I'd be fine. And this is why we have editors and, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you could also do something very different too. You know, you could have a pen name and maybe write a horror short in the afternoon just to Ooh. really get your mind totally, um, off, you know, cause I've got a horror series I'm working on and, um, I, during NaNoWriMo, I was trying to finish the outline for book three in the June Nash series. And I got about 15,000 words written, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's a good, it's a good start. And I got mm -hmm. a lot of the story figured out, but I also wrote um, two or 3,000 words for a horror story uh, oh, for first in a series. So I was really pleased with that. And I, you know, it, I really felt, it really felt good for the month that I did. I actually worked on a lot of stuff because I got all these you know, all the, all the prompt books were finished and edited and formatted and all that also during the month. Uh, I think that's been my most productive month in years. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. 
truly. But yeah, I think that, I think definitely, I mean, he's, he's onto something, your husband, that I think you have to break it up and have some time during the day that you work on something different, especially something that you're really excited about. You know, if you've got something that you were setting aside, like the one that you're talking about, the, the spinoff that you got the yeah. idea for, start it. Yeah. Start it while, you know, that, that's the whole, there's a whole school of thought that you need to get that first draft done as quickly as possible. You know, spend a week and just, and I've done this before too, just one run on, one long run on sentence just to get <laughs> it out of your head and onto the yeah. paper. And then you go back later and fix it. But right, I, think, right. I think there's something to working each day on something that you're really excited about. Um, whether you do it second and know that if you can get through these 500 words on the spring, on the spring one, mm-hmm. then you can work for an hour on the other one That's that you're true. <laughs> really excited about. Don't do the other one first though, because then you'll never get to the spring one. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm that way too. I know if I don't start with what I know I need to be finishing, I won't, I won't get to it at all, which yep, is not Make good. it a reward. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and as long as you're super excited about it, I mean, that's really the time to be jumping in and working on it because it will show in the writing and, mm-hmm. and, um, and it will go fast too. I mean, you might write it really super fast. True. We could use one of those. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Do you, so do you, did you say then for, so for 2020, after you're done with, the one for the spring, are you going to then jump into that one then for the rest of the year? I haven't decided, you know, with working on Jenna, I have a lot of people asking for more Jenna and have been asking for a long time. And um, I needed to kind of figure out where I was going with her and how long the series would last. And, and I know, I know now how it ends. I'm not quite sure how many stories it's going to take to get there. So she'll be in the mix too. And then, like I said, I've got all these ideas in my head and I'd really like to get my um, Hawaiian suspense series back out there again, because it's just sitting here. So I guess I'm not making any big commitments to exactly what I'm going to do, except for getting Second Chance Spring out. (laughs) But I would like to publish more frequently this year than I did in um, 2019. Usually I get like a book and a novella out a year and I got nothing out this year. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of it is just like they say, you know, sit in the chair. You got to sit in yep. the chair or it's not going to get out. And, I, and I, that, that's my thing. I told my husband, if I leave my office, shoot me back in. I have got to finish this book this week. So I don't want to be working on it at Christmas. I want it out before then. And what, let's see, it's the 11th today? Yeah. Yeah, it's the 11th. So I've got you know, two weeks until Christmas and I really want it out next week. So yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> and you said you have kids. How old are your kids? Oh, they're old. Um, the one, uh, the uh, one living here is 27. Oh, just okay. on a, just taking a pit stop. And um, uh, <laughs> she's, a, she uh, designs video games. So that's what Ooh, she's cool. working on. I know they're very cool. So that's what she's working on right now. And then I've got one that's 30 that's out in, um, the other side of the country, your, your end of the country. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. She's a chemist. So, um, wow. yeah, she would talk to me and then she would be telling me about chemistry things and she'd always say, just smile and nod, just smile and nod. Excellent. Was, <laughs> that would be me yeah, too. <laughs> I was, I was a history major in college. So, I mean, you know, historical stuff, that's cool. I know that stuff, but 
I, I wish yeah. I wish I was more proficient in math and and those kind of things. And, and I um, hear you. I'm not proficient there either. I majored in communications and minored in English, so you know, writing stuff as well. But yeah, my daughter's 13, so there's still quite a bit of parenting going on. I mean, I've got a good stretch yeah. of day when she's not here, but she yeah. um, is a uh, on a club swim team. So I am the swim taxi and. Cool we're gone a lot for swim meets and stuff, which is a blast. I am so enjoying it and just treasuring this time, you know, from, you know, we don't have that much time until she's going to be out of the house. So I've kind of made that my yeah. priority. So during her breaks, I don't always, you know, <clears throat> spring break, Christmas break, I set aside more time to hang out with her while she still wants to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, she's what you say, 13. So you got about three more years, maybe. Maybe, we'll see. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, 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 thank goodness, was always, always wanted to hang out. So, so that was nice. And, and both of them, but we, we always would did um, video games or movies mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I didn't force them to go to anything any weird, I don't know, anything too adult and boring. You know, we tried to keep it, we did museums and stuff too, but we tried to keep it science centers and things like that. For a while we lived near St. Louis. So the science center there in the park, there's a zoo in the park and a science center in St. Louis. Oh, wow. And, oh, it's so interesting. Really, really, really cool. So I, I kind of missed that. We haven't, it's been a while, but I think it yeah. helped to maybe it helped to get her to become the scientist that she is today. So maybe so. Yeah, we play a lot of cards and board games, and I just got my sewing machine fixed as another way to. Um, I'm a quilter, so I'm I'm glad to That's have another right. form of expression going again. I haven't really quilted a lot since she was a toddler, but she's really math oriented, and so I've been showing her the ways that you know designing quilts and things can kind of. Yeah, you know, work those math skills. So maybe oh, that'll yeah. be something else we can do together too. I had somebody on Facebook saying about how I haven't used algebra, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I use it constantly because at the time I was quilting. I said, every time you sit down and make a quilt, you have to use algebra to figure out how much fabric you're going to need, especially yeah. if you make your own patterns like I do. Yeah, so. or you deviate from the one you're looking at and making a yeah. little bigger. Unfortunately, I usually have to call my mother to make sure I did my figures right. <laughs> maybe soon I'll be able to just have Cody figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I've kept you for a long time. I know you've got company coming shortly. So um, tell everybody how they can find you. Uh, the best way is to go to my website, which is KaylaDonThomas.com. And there it has all of my books listed and links to how you can get them. Um, I have a fun private Facebook group um, called Real World Readers, and we hang out and talk books. And um, yeah, every week we talk about what we're reading. And if somebody comes across something cool, we share it. And that, that's a fun thing to do. And I think there's a link to that from my website. I also um, have a free Christmas novella on my website that you can get for signing up to my email list. And it goes um, along with the Seasons of Love series that we've been talking about here and there. I took a couple people and wrote a little Christmas novella around them. It's called Mistletoe Promises. And I like to hang out on Instagram. Whoa, that didn't come out. Instagram. 
It's at Kayla Dawn Wright. It is <laughs> at Kayla Dawn Wright. So then you can see pictures of my dogs and. Oh, that's always good. Everybody yeah. likes that. Everybody yeah. likes that. Okay, so I will have. If you are listening on the podcast, I will have those links in the show notes. So just go down and uh, you will find them right there. And uh, thank you so much for coming on today. And um, we'll have you back in January and we will do another prompt session. If you have not listened, um, I think it was two episodes ago. I'll have the link in the show notes. We uh, used the prompt book that uh, me and my co-writer, Lisa Mahoney, wrote together. We had a six, six book series and uh, you roll dice and you writing prompts and um, a couple people had the same things, but everybody wrote something different. And yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was so much fun, so much fun to, uh, to do. So we will do that again in January. We'll add uh, another person to the mix that, uh, that we didn't have before. And, um, and that's it. And uh, uh, thank you again so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Kayla. It was so good to chat with her finally. She will be back in January. We are going to do another writing prompt session sometime in January. We just have to coordinate everybody. So uh, until then, uh, if you have any comments, any book suggestions, any of that kind of thing, let me know. I'm dying for some new books to read. And I go through them pretty quick, so I need lots of suggestions. And uh, if you have a comment, stop emailing them to me. Leave them on the blog or on YouTube because then I forget to go look for them and then I can't find them and I'm terrible. I'm not organized. I don't print them out and have them ready. So then they're lost, unfortunately. I want to be able to read them and thank you for your comments. So comment on the show. Uh, if you're on the podcast, it is in the comments, uh, excuse me, uh, the link is in the show notes. It's the first line, I think, of the show notes. And if you're on YouTube, you know how to do it. And um, I guess that's about it. Next week, like I said, I'm going to read my short story. It is Christmas themed. And uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, Star Wars Land, Rise of the Resistance. We went up, we're not too far from uh, the Disney World. So uh, we went up for Rise of Resistance and we had a blast. We didn't think we were going to get in, so I'll talk about that too. But I took a lot of photos. So next week you will want to watch on YouTube instead of listening. Though last time I did a Star Wars thing, I had more people listen than watch. So whatever you want to do. So anyway, um, I'm going to get going. I got a bunch of stuff I got to do, like finishing the next book in the June Nash Misadventure series. I am so close and I want to get it off to my editor before Christmas because I want it out in January. It will be out in January. It will be. It has to be because I am 15,000 words into book three and I'd like to finish book two before book, before book three is done. It's the way it should be done. So anyway, I will see you next week. Go read a good book. Mm -hmm.